Welcome to the Is This Enough feed. David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live they're performing on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney also you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube starting with mini episode 4 Welcome to episode 3 of Is This Enough the really brilliant game show that's brilliant and excellent if you've not listened to this before, this is a quiz podcast in which James and I have set each other different rounds where we've made up the questions ourselves and the other person doesn't know what the questions are going to be. There's a bunch of different rounds, including an audience round at the end, and you can send your scores and audience round answers to isthisenoughpodcasting at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please like and subscribe to whichever platform you're listening to us on, and please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok on Is This Enough Pod. A small warning about the audio quality of this week's episode, James was recording in a room with nothing in it, with very shiny walls, and as a result, the sound became very reverberant. We then put his audio through an AI fixing audio software, which mostly fixed it but in the odd places made it sound very odd or kind of cut some of the sound out so i had to edit this podcast using those two audio files together so in some instances i've combined them and james might sound very echoey and in some instances he might just sound a little bit weird please take that with a pinch of salt we hope you won't notice and you'll just enjoy the podcast with all that being said we really hope you enjoy this week's episode episode number three of is this enough is this enough with james Can you just do a quick for me? Oh, just slap your face. That's fine. <laughs> that wasn't needed for the for the <laughs> marking, was it? That was just you being horrid. <laughs> I've heard you need to clap to get um, the it's timing's sink, right isn't for it? editing, yeah. for syncing. But watching you just slap yourself was quite fun. It's... Uh, it's fun to do. It's fun to be here, David. <laughs> what a lovely way to start our days by watching me, watching you, slap yourself. Watching an older me. boy. <laughs> an older boy said I could be on his podcast if I slapped my face. <laughs> I did. I did say that. One of the bigger boys came round. Bigger boys. <laughs> Do you remember the first time? I should. I don't think we've ever established because uh, this is a side note. But I had to ring you up recently and say, "Have you changed your pronouns?" And you yes. were like, "Oh yeah, I did." And I was like, "You snidey, what's it?" Uh, <laughs> without, <laughs> did it without telling me. But I assume before that so this is undermining this that entirely but did you remember the first time that somebody called you one of the bigger boys when you were younger i i remember like being i think it may be in year eight 
and there was a, a mum with a child uh, who was way eating to cross the road and they pointed to me and said, the man has pressed the button. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Can they, can they see What's the outline it? of your nuts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember being at the park. I was like, let the bigger boy go down the slide first. And I was like, whom? Moi? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Is This Enough? The really brilliant game show that's brilliant and excellent. It's the exciting quiz where we've made up four exciting rounds for each other and neither of us have heard the other's questions. With me, as ever, is the extravagant James O'Donoghue. James, how are you getting on with last week's prize? A lifetime supply of cheese. Um, <laughs> David, I'm having a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> because I ate all the cheese and he gave me cheese dreams. Cheesy um, dreams, so hard to run away from. Um <laughs> Uh, right. What are well, you running from, boy? Cheese. <laughs> Cheese and Fergal Sharky, apparently. Uh, we hope you'll play along with the quiz at home and let us know your scores. And there's even an audience round that you can uh, enter at the end. Uh, you can enter your uh, scores and your answers to the audience round by emailing us. Uh, is this enough podcasting at gmail.com? James, are you ready for round one? David, before we start round one, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever seen, there's an interview with, uh, with, with Vin Diesel, I think they're, they're beginning production on like the latest Fast and Furious film. He's talking to the director and he says, how good is this film going to be? And the director goes, yeah, it's going to be pretty good. Like in a really non-committal, like this guy's a bit (laughs) intense kind of way. And then Vin Diesel turns around to the camera and he goes, That's how I feel about this episode of Is This Enough? <laughs> Which one of us is the apprehensive one? Me. <laughs> and you're like, and you're Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Round one. So round one uh, is called Genre Knowledge. <laughs> Which of these, according to the increasingly accurate website Wikipedia, are an actual genre? Do you understand the premise? Okay, yes. Okay. Number one. Bouncy hoo-ha or red dirt? Would you rather listen to bouncy hoo-ha or red dirt? Are these genres of music? Genres of music. Okay. Um... Did I not say that? I, There's genres of well, music. Well, I meant to say that if I didn't say that. But I also I might think have said it. That's quite interesting because you, you for genre, were immediately music. And I was like, film? Yes, that's because you're an actor and I'm a musician. And that's the dynamic of the whole damn show. <laughs> um, <laughs> Couple of I, odd pairings there. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. How about we mix acting and music and create fucking awful works? Just fucking dog shit. How about that? 
That's a good idea. I'm going to put a line down the middle of our shared bedroom and I'm going to have my speakers <laughs> over here and you're going to have the screen over there. And I'm going to really enjoy the music, but wish there was some music videos to go with it. And you're going to really enjoy the visuals, but God, what are they saying? <laughs> Just watching Star Wars with no John Williams going, this feels flat. <laughs> Um, James, is bouncy hoo-ha or red dirt a real genre? See, if this were film, I'd say red dirt, and it would be like some Australian exploitation, kind of like outback. What the fuck are you doing in my cabin? <laughs> Probably. But because it's music, I'm going to say bouncy hoo-ha. You're wrong. Ba- red dirt is the real genre, according to uh, Wikipedia. It's a genre of country music uh it, so that's probably why you've not heard of it number two is zydeco or god love a real genre of music zydeco, zydeco or god love or god love i'm gonna go for god love <laughs> and then are you gonna answer the question <laughs> I'm just going to my synagogue, David, and then up to that. I think we also have established, we haven't established that A, you're non-binary and B, you're Jewish. So the the two go hand in hand. (laughs) I was about to start singing some Jewish song there of you dancing around hand in hand before realising that it's probably not going to go well for anyone. If I I were a rich day... (laughs) Oh, the fuck's sake. Oi, they was right there. <laughs> you can have both. I'll allow both. Um, and I'm just a straight um, white man who was brought up a little bit crizzo. I'm a little bit crizzo. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call him lethal crizzle. <laughs> uh, James, would you David, rather... God love or Zydeco, you... you're saying God love... You're wrong. Zydeco is a form of music evolved from the southwest Louisiana. Oh, so you've got none for none. Ah, damn it. I forgot to establish the points. It's 20 David, points. that was the one note you sent me this morning. And I, on my show notes, I've written a point system. You might have been able to establish from the last couple of episodes, my grip on points is... It's, it's, it's a laissez-faire, to say the least. I am the Liz Truss of game show points. <laughs> your grip on points is slightly better than your grip on reality, and that's about <laughs> all you've got it's, going. <laughs> it's, it's all I've got going. <laughs> okay. James, which of these is a real genre of music? Jungle terror or bleep bleep? <laughs> <laughs> Both are so plausible because they both sound like nothing. Um, would you rather listen to Jungle Terror or Bleep Bleep? I would. I reckon I'd love these both if I were under the influence of some sort of substance. We don't condone the use of substances here. Is this enough? But depends on might improve you listening to Bleep Bleep or Jungle (laughs) Terror. Jungle Terror. (laughs) Jungle Terror. Um, I am going to say Jungle Terror. You're right. You get 20 points. It's 20 points a question, folks. 
Congratulations. I'm really proud of you. Jungle Terror, he says, looking it back up on Wikipedia. I legitimately can't tell. It's just a like a form of dance music. I've got no further information. Is it jungle but spooky? <laughs> is it jungle is massive, but you have realised how tiny and insignificant you are in the grand scheme of things? It's music that's only allowed to be about the film Predator. <laughs> Which is useful because that leads us to the next round to catch a predator. David, look out. <laughs> Do you want to explain that? Uh, when we've done this live, we've had a game which we play with people called To Catch a Predator, in which we throw copies of DVDs of The Predator at people. Various Predator films. And they um, have to catch what... them. It's two people using one set of oven gloves where they've got the link catching them, and they have to use their ha- like one hand each to catch The Predator. It's it's a good it's a good game. It's up there. It's, <laughs> it's up... a really brilliant game that's brilliant and excellent. It is up there with shape this match. <laughs> I really want to do more live shows at some point in the future. Yes. Please buy into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you can make that happen at home by paying uh... us to come to your house. <laughs> James, is this which of these is a real genre? Falafel funk or shaffle? Okay, for like falafel funk would be a kind of southern Mediterranean. Um, falafel funk is what they keep playing uh, in the uh, soundtrack to all the Visit Israel adverts that I get <laughs> advertised to be quite aggressively on YouTube. Really, they're really like, hey, let's get these cool non-binary people shouting, hey, you want to come and visit crazy place where everyone's kind of crazy and European goaded? Come here. It's cool and crazy. It's like, um, let's not get into it, lads. (laughs) And behind that, you're hearing what you think is falafel funk. I think that would be falafel funk. And what do you think Shaffle is, if it is? Do you not think Shaffle's Shaffle, real, then? Do you think Falafel Funk is real and Shaffle isn't? Shaffle is like the nastiest shit you ever heard on the back of a bus. <laughs> Shaffle is like you hear that and it's like brown noise that makes you shit yourself and there's one guy with no headphones in just nodding aggressively to it. <laughs> so which do you think is real? Falafel Funk or Shaffle? Fuck it, I'm going for the less plausible. I'm going for Shaffle. Shaffle is real! Hooray! 20 more points. Congratulations to you. Shaffle is a fusion style of techno and rock. The Shaffle beat has remained in use in electronic music genres and can be found in such releases as Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode. Oh! Which is a... I listened to that earlier today. Uh, Your last genre. Which of these is a real genre? Hip-hop or Michael Barrymore cover versions? Michael Barrymore cover versions. I'm sorry, you're wrong. Michael Barrymore cover versions are hip-hop. Yes. (laughs) Ah, I'm a fool. (laughs) So at the end of that, you've got 40 points. Congratulations. 40 points. Congratulations What a a start to the day. Is this enough? 
we should establish right now the prize and the forfeit for this week's show. James, the prize for winning this week's show is a one-way mega bus ticket to Swindon with £4 spending money. Yeah! <laughs> you could win that today. You're already on 40 points. I'm on nothing. The forfeit today, if you lose, is you must eat your dinner upside down for a week. <laughs> James, would you like to give us a round two? Round two. David, this round is called The Post at the Feast. Are these real posts that I made on Facebook over a decade ago? <laughs> or is this just feverish slammings of a laptop keyboard? So, David, for, they, these are all worth 10 points each, by the way. Lovely. Is Lovely this... establishing of points there. I really appreciate you taking my notes that I don't take myself. Very, I've highlighted them and put them in fucking bold. Whore. <laughs> It's, it's, it's difficult to say your name angrily without sounding really misogynistic. Mm, so don't do it. Uh, Leave me alone! Uh, go ahead. Uh, so, David, are these real posts or are these nonsense? This, from 2011, Richard Milhouse Nixon, fail. <laughs> Is it a real post? Is it something that I decided in 2011? I know you to be somebody who has got a keen eye on politics and a keen eye on classic Simpsons. And therefore, I am going to say that is a real post that you made. That, that is correct. That Hooray! is correct. They get 10 points. You get 10 points. Woo-hoo. <laughs> David. Is this a post at the feast or is this a ghost and a beast? <laughs> From 2008, lol, I love Boris. Ah, so the satire <laughs> here would be that you don't actually love Boris because you're a, a, a horrible little commie. Uh, it's me and Nish. It's me and Nish. <laughs> We're going to get... Do we have to try and get hold of Nish Kumar to get merch made up that just says, it's just me and Nish? It's yes. a red t-shirt that says, it's just, just me it's and just Nish. me and Nish in a room at the BBC, smoking the same pipe, going, <laughs> what is to be done? It says, what is to be done on the back? Yes, that is merch. I... <laughs> That is our first NFT. <laughs> I think you did make that post. Ah, oh, David, I didn't make that post. Mm. I never liked Boris Johnson. Really? Apart. Well, there's like the first time you see him on Have I Got News For You and you go, oh, who's this? And then after a certain point in that, you're like, he's a bit, nah, it's a bit weird. <laughs> He is a bit weird. He's, I think we can all establish one thing about Boris Johnson, and that's he's a little bit odd. He's a little what? bit weird. He's a little bit weird. He's a little bit weird. Do you still post with the same vigour that you did in 2011 on Facebook? I, Have you moved um, these to Twitter? 
I'm bad at Twitter. I'm quite bad at it. I've got no, I've got very little traction on there, particularly because I'm out of paranoia about, about being in, going for jobs and, uh, and whatnot. I, I mute my account quite regularly. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. You've got to try and exist in the real world and you can't be a comedian all the time. I'm I'm better at Instagram, but I do I do like a little rant on Facebook for the benefit of about three people. Mm, one of them is me. One of them is indeed you. <laughs> Give me a third one, James. David. Hi. Just applied for accommodation at Liverpool John Moore's feeling lucky it's in an old synagogue from two thousand and twelve. <laughs> If you are, this is quite a large level of doxing the past. Yeah, here we go. Should we start up a new podcast called Doxing the Past? Doxing the Past. I was looking into the past. What was that? My PIN number. (laughs) (laughs) I think you did post that because people did used to post just like exciting things that happened to them. And it wasn't until we had social media for a little bit longer and we started adding people that we didn't know as well and they started posting insane shit. Or people that you've known for a long time who thought that that was a reasonable thing to do. Who were just like, here is my insane thoughts. Here is a 14-paragraph diatribe. Uh, I think you did say that, James. Uh, I'm sorry, David, but... I did not apply for accommodation at Liverpool John Moores. Instead, I went to Aberystwyth. However, Liverpool John Moores was my second choice. And the drama department was in an old converted synagogue, or as the person doing the tour on the day said, a Jewish mosque, because they were a div. Spicy. That is a spicy definition. <laughs> it's it's good. It's good to do that. <laughs> okay, I'm still on ten points. Uh, fuck my life. I hate Christmas from 2010. Oh, is this because you're Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> He's a Hanukkah person through and through. Uh, I feel like you might have been because I get very angry about Christmas because I've worked retail for ten years. Oh, yeah, I wizard and um, Slade give me panic attacks, and that's not like a <laughs> they sort of like I don't like it. It's like I genuinely have panic attacks induced by hearing when the snowman brings the. Uh, mm. Uh, so I can highly relate. Yes, you did say I fucking hate Christmas. David, I'm sorry. I didn't say that. Damn it. I love Christmas. <laughs> Damn the key it. To lo- the, the key to loving Christmas is to work in industries that are entirely unaffected by Christmas. Mm. However, we're both in the arts, so that's fucked to high heaven now. <laughs> Yeah, luckily I don't work in retail anymore. I work in comedy. And everybody's sober at Christmas at comedy shows. I'll see you at the office party. Uh, the worst I ever died on my hole was a a, a Christmas 
gig. Have I told you the story of the worst I've ever died on my hole? No, I've heard about your holiday club gig, but... Oh, that might be the same thing. Is it? Tell or do tell? Do tell. So myself and friend of the uh, podcast, uh, contestant at the first uh, Is This Enough live show, uh, Louise Lee, drove for three hours to Dorset. We arrived at a caravan park to do a gig and they said there's no comedy happening here, but there is two other sites nearby from the same company maybe it's at one of them so we went to two other sites they weren't any doing any comedy at those two sites we looked at the website and worked out that the horribly worded night that they had on at the first venue we'd been to was where we were supposed to be and we went back to them and they went oh you're the comedians (laughs) so we got in to the venue finally Uh, And it turned out that it was a 14-company Christmas party. So 14 individual parties were having a Christmas party. They were all on tables around a dance floor, and there was a stage. They were having a Christmas meal, uh, which had been delayed by 45 minutes. And several hundred people had uh, replaced the uh, waiting for food with Jaeger bombs. (laughs) this Uh, is as we call it in the industry a perfect storm perfect storm so uh eventually they uh say the comedy is about to start and nobody seems interested and then wonderful wonderful christian russell pollock uh wanders up uh to try and MC and he turns it from nobody listening to people looking at the stage being like what's about to happen and that's what we've got uh Adam Money went on and yelled his set with no breaks for laughter for 10 minutes he just yelled and came off and went that was all right and we were like okay interesting Louise <laughs> Lee then went up did a song at the beginning and went huh I think I might have them and then started trying to do her material and it all turned. And she called a lady in the front, near the front, a cunt and then walked off. And then Christian came out and went, and now David Hoare. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time I was like, you bastard. But in retrospect, I'm like, what else could he do? I went up after doing what usually takes seven minutes of time. My mater- I did seven minutes worth of material and um, uh, I looked at my watch and I'd done a minute and 59 seconds. Ah. Uh, <laughs> and, that's, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. And so I started going into material that I didn't even want to do. And after four minutes, some man shouted out, I think you've done enough now, mate. And then 40 people joined in going off, 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 off. And as I was walking off the stage, the whole gig got pulled. And Matt Bragg, who had driven down from Birmingham, never made it to the stage. <laughs> Birmingham to Dorset? Fuck me. That's awful. Yeah. So when people are like, oh, the crowd aren't like, that nice out there, I'm like, are they yelling off? Because <laughs> if not, it's, uh, it's an improvement from something else. Um... 
Did I did I ever tell you the about the gig I did that was like it's to old people and it was like okay that's fine I could do a gig to old people and it was um, the MC came on and she she was talking to me and said I'll, I'll do a good like ten minutes up top did two minutes went bad brought me on and I got heckled by an old woman who came up with a sheet of paper with a list of all the shops that had ever been on that road. <laughs> and her advice is, you might there might be something in this. <laughs> you know what? I read it out in the voice of the former MP for the area. And I got the only laugh that I got that night. And I sat at the back cabin palpitations oh god <laughs> the first gig i did after edinburgh this year was a metal detector festival <laughs> in, in a tent full of like 400 people and um it was basically the people at the front staring at you but not really wanting comedy it was just on and the people at the back were just having a nice time not listening to the comedy and i came out and I said something along the lines of like, don't worry, I'm not going to go on as long as Brian Jenkins or whatever the name of the organiser was. And that got a humongous laugh. And then I <laughs> tanked so hard because basically outside the back, all the other people had said about how much this organiser goes on and people basically stay outside the tent until he shuts up because he goes on too long. So I was like, noted. Did that and then I think that's fine. Some gigs all you need to do is get one good and and then I'll bleep the name out, but I'll uh, tell you I, I died on my hole that night in front of Oh no <laughs> <laughs> Oh I I died on my hole in front of a uh, an American clown called Palfi who <laughs> Shall I beat um, that name as well? No <laughs> More people need to know about Palfi. Um, he he's an American clown who's also a Vietnam vet. Okay, <laughs> and he, um, yeah, he he, uh, he his clowning is amazing. And I met him at Glastonbury. He drank all my whiskey, and you tell me about point- this man. <laughs> yes. Yes, he drank all my whiskey, pointed at the sky and said, look up there, man, where the fuck are we? And then he was <laughs> off into the night. And I didn't see him for two years. Then and I was on a gig with him. And, oh, and he went, oh, yeah, and went up and did my thing. It was awful. I sat there and he looked at me and went, did you die, darling? I was like, <laughs> yes. And then we got drunk. It was all good. That sounds wonderful. Uh, we should probably get back to the quiz element of this yes. quiz show rather than just doing a podcast about times we've died whilst performing <laughs> comedy. <laughs> David. Hi there. In 2009, did I write that in 2019 there will be a pandemic that begins in the Wuhan region of China and will kill <laughs> millions of people and bring the global economy to a standstill? Did I write that in 2009? No, because you're not a writer of The Simpsons. <laughs> David. I did indeed not write that. <laughs> I predicted it would start in Beijing. <laughs> what am I like? And David, did I write in 2009 
Mildred's eaten all my cream and I'm too busy playing my banjo. Yes? I did indeed <laughs> write that. Because I was random. Was there a Mildred? No, no, that was all just me. <laughs> that was me um, having made five friends all because uh, they got me into the mighty bush. Lovely. Well, thank you for that. At the end of that round, I am on 30 points and you're on 40 points. It's all to play for. (laughs) Hi there, David here. Just wanted to let you know that my new ambient album, Formless Thoughts, is out Friday, May 26th on Bandcamp and all music streaming platforms. Formless Thoughts is designed to be listened to whilst in deep focus or relaxation. Stick it on whilst you work for some excellent background sounds. Formless Thoughts is released under the artist name Branching Audio, as to not confuse it with my other songs about Sillet Bang and Wanking. Listen to Formless Thoughts by Branching Audio, out May 26th on Bandcamp and all music streaming platforms. Round three. Round three is called What Have I Scarred? James, are you a fan of scar music? Uh, yes. I, For my sins, I am. Scar music gets a reputation of being cringe. However, it's good. Yeah, I think it gets a reputation, a, a reputation for being cringe because of third wave American frat boy yeah, there's and American even some of that is tends fucking be... awesome. Yeah, I saw um, I saw Rhoda Decker at um, the Toll Puddle Martyrs Festival. She was great. Nice, that's good. I was in a ska band called the Pirate Captains. We dressed as pirates and did ska covers of pop songs. Is that fourth wave ska? I, whatever wave it is, it's nowhere near the beginning of the numbers. David, I believe. It was the specials that first wrote, why are you going to be so rude? (laughs) That is one of my least favourite songs of all time. It got played all the time when I worked in a phone shop. And I just, the sentiment of, I asked your dad if I could marry you. And he said no. And I was like, how rude! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking stupid. Okay, I have scarred. I have turned something into scar music. You just have to tell me what of a scarred. Scar number one. What of a scarred? Every now and then you like to remind us that you're a very proficient musician, David. And I would like to say thank you. <laughs> I had that stuck in my head before we started recording and I was nearly singing it to you and I'm really glad I didn't. I managed to hold it until now. Would you like to hear it again? Yes, please. What of a scarred? Does it sound familiar? It does. 
Hold on. What? Mm. Is it an advert? It is not an advert. It's not an advert. No. One more time. David, what have you scarred? It's the Bill theme tune. Ah. You know what? Yeah. That is what the Bill theme tune would sound like if it was Scott. Well done. I did it, yes. <laughs> you missed out there on a cool 50 points. This next one for 50 points. Number two. What of a scarred? What of a scarred? Which is all of you because we haven't filmed this yet. James O'Donoghue looks incredibly pensive. David, is it? Um, is it the toilet duck jingle? It's not, but it does involve a bird. One more time. It's not the Sylvester and Tweety mysteries, is it? (laughs) It's not that time that the cat and the bird started solving mysteries. No, it's uh, I feel like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. Of course it is. Like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. Yes. Here we go. No afternoon chicken here. Number three, what of a scarred? <laughs> what of a scarred? Mr. Paul, my stand up. No. Would you like another guess? Yes. <laughs> Let me hear the screams once more. Is it? Is it a? a is is it? Is it your wife? No, it's not my wife. It was my niece by showing her Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Get them early. Get them early. We need season four. We need season four. The return returns. Uh, at the end of that round, you scored nothing. So you are still yeah. on 40 uh. points. Over to you, James. Round four. David, this next round is a round of Where's Wally, in which we and you will play Where's Wally through a purely audio format. David, Mm. Where's Wally? There? No, I'm sorry, David. That is actually former Egyptian dictator Hosni Mubarak. Um, What? There we go. That was, of course, a fake round. The real round, (laughs) I'm going to turn my camera off while you're here. That was the most confusing moment of my life. <laughs> David, this round is what am I slapping? 
<laughs> David, these are 20 points each. There are four of them. What am I slapping? Ready? Yeah. Here's thing number one. Uh, is it a book? It's not. You're 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 very far off. Oh, okay. Uh, is it an orange? Oh, you're closer. Is it a fruit? Mm. But it's edible. Yes. Are you slapping some falafel? No, I'm not slapping the falafel. Tell me what. David, it was a potato. I could hear the roundness. I could hear the roundness. Give me another. David, (laughs) what am I slapping? Hold on. Trying to do this one. Wait a sec. Here we go. There we go. What am I slapping, David? (laughs) Is it the bass? (laughs) (laughs) Is not the bass. Uh, It sounds quite thin. Is it... um, Is it a remote? No. Is it... Uh, chapstick. No. <laughs> Is it a non-binary version of a chapstick? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is not the chemstick. <laughs> is it um, a cuddly toy? It's not a cuddly toy. It was, of course, a simple porcelain mug. Ah! Damn it. David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a life my life has become. What am I slapping, David? Uh, give it to me again. Is it a tennis racket? It's it's not. There is a grate on it. Is it a cheese grater? It's not a cheese grater. For all your cheese that you want? What boy, cheese. <laughs> There's a grate on it. Yes. It... That doesn't help at all, I have to say. Is it a big bong for smoking all your cheese? <laughs> well... Uh, it's not the it's not the cheese bomb. What are you slapping, David? It was a modem. <laughs> uh, the last one for twenty points. Just a, a simple. This one's easy. Simple thing in everyone's home. What am I slapping, <laughs> Phil? Um... I'm in the BBC Radiophonic Workshop, and it's 1961. Yeah. You know Delia Derbyshire. But, but, no. She's awesome. Shout, shout out Delia Derbyshire. Right yeah. The Doctor Who theme tune. Does yeah, it, none of these Ron Grainer fans are getting any play today. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking nerd. Is it a cushion? It's not, it's not a cushion. Give it to me again. It's- Is 
it's maybe the opposite of a cushion. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that description. Is it a walking stick? It's it's not it's not a walking stick. You're you're closer with walking stick than you are to cushion. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is it um some variety of cutlery? No. Would you take it outside? No. No. It's found in found in the home and you wouldn't take it outside. Is it a towel rail? It's it's not a towel rail. What are you slapping? David, I'm slapping. I'm bottled shit. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, I do have one in my home because because I've built it myself out of Lego. Hey, look at this nerd! It can be found in everybody's house. So there we go. That I also got fucking nothing. Hooray! So at the end of that, I'm on 30 points and you're on 40 points. Everything to play for. Round five. So, James. Round yes. five is the always exciting how are you round. James, how are you? David, I'm good at the moment. I have uh, painted two rooms in my new flat. And uh, the paint fumes have made me go a bit glonko. <laughs> um, I'm a, I, I've gone... Last night I was doolally um, to the extent where I was sat at the table eating dinner. My girlfriend said something and I just turned around and went... And she said, are you okay? And I acted like that was, yeah, fine. And you said, how many points is it worth? (laughs) So that's how I'm doing. I'm good. Um, Although uh, my favourite jumper now has paint on it. What are you going to do? You could clean your jumper. Can you get paint off a jumper? You you can. It's difficult. You can. Uh, But I instead earlier tried to sand it off. (laughs) <laughs> did you listen to taylor swift sand it off yes whilst it was did... <laughs> she gives excellent planing advice because the plane is gonna plane 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 <laughs> and did the move go okay if you managed to get in all right yes the move went okay we moved in and then uh that night we heard someone kicking at our front door and we thought oh shit and then we were like, we bought additional locks. And uh, then the next day, um, someone from the council turned over and said, your toilet is leaking quite badly. Could you uh, sort it out? And we said, we've already booked a plumber. And it turns out that's why they were kicking at the front door. And I don't blame them. Oh, it all is linked together. That's amazing. <laughs> Recently, I think I've told you this, I couldn't open my drawer on my chest of drawers in in this room. And I also couldn't find my uh, passport. And then when I finally fixed the drawer, because it was annoying me, I pulled it out and at the back of the drawer, behind the drawer, was my passport. And it was Cords all linked in the together. 
Yes. Um, it is interesting when you move into places how you realize that some people were just like, we're moving and we're not going to sort this out. Or like, you're trying to think, yeah. how do you live? My friends moved into a house and the first thing they found out was just that the shower in the house just didn't work. And they were like, well, how... Like, no water was coming through it whatsoever. And it's like, oh. how were you e- existing? Yeah. Um, we had that. The flat in Bristol we moved into, and there was a, mm. a big... There was, like, a mouse problem. And we spoke to the landlords, and they said, oh, yeah, um, we kept offering to sort it for the last tenants, but they said they liked the mice. What? Yeah. Um, which is the only time that I have sided with a landlord. (laughs) You and Nish getting angry. Me and Nish. (laughs) Hashtag me and Nish. Hashtag me and Nish. Hashtag let's make the t-shirt. Well, I'm sorry that you've had to deal with people kicking in your doors and uh, drainage issues. But at the end of that, I'm going to give you 70 points because I think you've done really well. Yeah. 70 big ones. Mm. Round six. David. Yes. How are you? I am doing all right. Thank you very much. I uh, am doing slightly better than I was uh, from Sunday to Monday. Uh, I had a stress dream. The stress dream was that me and my two flatmates from university, Adam and Ben, both big rock fans, like rock music fans, rock and metal. uh, The dream was that we were headlining a major music festival near Manchester. One of the other headliners was Rammstein. So it was quite a big festival. (laughs) We were headlining it doing nothing but Nirvana covers. (laughs) And I was not only running late, but I hadn't learned all the songs. Oh, one of them. Mm. And I woke up and was like, I've got to learn some Nirvana songs. Uh, uh, oh, no, wait, I don't. But I messaged Adam and Ben to tell them this. Uh, and many interesting things happened from it. Ben, who is one of the biggest Nirvana fans I know, his favourite album in the world is Nevermind. Uh he said, well, what would the set list be? And I got an ADHD hyper-focus over my breakfast making the best uh, Nirvana set list that I could possibly make. And then uh, Ben made one. And then Adam went, do you know what? I don't really know much about Nirvana. And we were like, did you not have Nevermind and The Greatest Hits growing up? Because he's a rock music fan who owns lots of music. And he was like, no. And that was one of the most weirdest things to me. And I know not everybody should know everything, but as somebody who listens to that much rock music, I feel like they should know Nevermind. And then he gave it a listen and he said, after eight songs, I got bored. And I'm like, you're not an angsty teenager. You're a 34-year-old man with a mortgage and a wife. Like, you're not going to connect with this in the same way that we did. Yeah. Did you own Nevermind? Uh, I didn't. My world's being shattered. <laughs> I didn't own Nevermind. I was one of those people whose music tastes like cut off in the 80s and grew up going, yeah, but I'm so cool. 
<laughs> That's true. Um, uh, yeah, I did. I didn't have a Nirvana phase. I kind of had a Smiths phase that lasted for a while. Mm. I'm glad I had the Nirvana phase and not the Smiths stage at this stage. Yes. Uh, yes. But yeah, so this led me down a route of looking at the highest grossing albums of all time uh, and seeing where my kind of my own gaps might be in, in knowledge. Where, of, where your album ranks in it. Yeah, yeah. where my, where is Irredeemable? Oh, no. Please buy my albums. Uh, on Bandcamp, davidhaw.bandcamp.com. Uh, or you could buy them on the right wing site, Bandcamp. <laughs> Um, so I realised that I'd never listened to Appetite for Destruction all the way through. Gave it a go. Realised that I really like the music of Guns N' Roses, but I don't like Axl Rose's singing at all. Uh, and I hadn't listened to Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette, and that was very good. But what was more interesting was looking at the highest grossing album per year globally. Who do you think was the highest... This isn't even a quiz question. I just want to hear your guess. Who do you think was the highest grossing album of 2009? Global. Was it... Was it the Black Eyed Please? The Black Eyed Please? The Black Eyed Please. Please. The Christian version. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it was Susan Boyle. Oh, no. <laughs> Globally, 2009. No, no offence to Susan Boyle, but globally, the eight, woman from Britain's Got Talent. Eight million album sales. And the thing that that really got me thinking about is you couldn't have another Susan Boyle today because the entire premise of Susan Boyle is, oh, my God, did you know ugly people can sing? <laughs> that was wild. That was it. That is all. And like, you can't in today's like more like discerning, nicer culture have that as a premise where they just kept on wheeling her out and being like, look at her. Ugh. Now listen to her. Ah! <laughs> that was nuts. That was, um, yeah. Yeah, there's a level of like kind of old and ugly patronizing that still goes on. We have to go to channel five to find it <laughs> every now and then. Embarrassing like, bodies type stuff. Yeah, every now and then I'll watch. I don't even know if X Factor or Britain's Got Talent is still going, but you watch it and you're like, it's a time capsule mm-hmm. that cuts off at 2010. And it's still got the same like editing patterns, and it's still got the yeah. same. And well, it's post like, Susan Whoa. Boyle, all the winners were dogs. Editing out stuff we don't want to be heard. To the end of that round, David, you have won the game. <laughs> no, David, you've won sixty points. Hooray! Thank you very much, James. I appreciate that immensely. Round seven. Seven, 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 seven. Round seven is inspired by a certain Michael Holmill. After last week's, please listen to episode two, after last week's staggeringly good What Is This A Review Of round from Michael Holmill, this round is called One Star 
IMDb film reviews. Yes. Each of these is worth 100 points. I've got four of them for you. One of my favourite things in the world is reading one-star reviews for highly critically acclaimed movies on IMDb. So be aware that all of these films have been rated highly. Your first one. This is the review. How do you hypnotise millions of filmgoers into a quasi-psychotic state in which they honestly believe that they have seen something when they are just watching high school kids masturbate? Which film could that be a one-star IMDb film review of? High school kids having a wank. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) They teach him that that young now. (laughs) I had to get an MA before I could do that. (laughs) Masturbating award. (laughs) That, 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 that. Uh, what film could that be? Is it Is it the Twilight series? It is not. That is a one-star review of the hit film Star Wars A New Hope. What? <laughs> how do you how do you hypnotize millions of filmgoers into a quasi-psychotic state in which they honestly believe that they've seen something when they are just watching high school kids masturbate? That is what somebody thought their review was the best review of Star Wars. I think they've put the wrong film. I can't. High school kids. Are, what? That's question number insane. two. Which okay. is this a one-star IMDb review of which film? Frankly, watching the mentally unstable characters bounce around the screen as an experience I can only compare to being repeatedly hit in the face with a sock full of sick. Frankly, watching the mentally unstable characters bounce around the screen was an experience I can only compare to repeatedly being hit in the face with a sock of sick. The mentally unstable. Hmm. Because this is like, either they are actually mentally unstable or this is an assessment this person has made. (laughs) Either it's in the plot. In the the one-star IMDb review world, it could be either of those things. Is it Requiem for a Dream? Oh, no. Uh, It's the Grand Budapest Hotel. I don't mean. I don't even understand the thought process that that's your takeaway. Like there are, I, I can, I, I love the, I love the Grand Budapest Hotel, but I can understand people having issues with it, but not. What? James, if you are ever bored, and also the listener, hey, anybody who's hearing this, if you're the ever bored listener. or dull or feeling a little bit low, just find a film that you love or that is critically acclaimed. And just look up a one-star review of IMD on IMDb of that film. Citizen Kane reviews on uh, on IMDb are insane because people are told that is the best film of all time, and then they watch it, and it's people who think that Star Wars is kids masturbating, and they get to their keyboards and they're like, so that's a good time. Question number three. Uh, What is this a one-star review of? 
The film has the subtlety of a sledgehammer. Its fundamental assumptions include battle scenes must last at least as long as it would take a five-year-old to read the corresponding passages backwards in Chinese. <laughs> battle scenes should last as long as... Any idea there? Uh, is this... Is this... He's really thinking. One of the... Fast and Furious oeuvre. No! Although, if you haven't already, please watch Fast and the Furious 7. It's one of the best films I've ever seen. It was uh, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can understand that as a criticism better than talking about underage people masturbating. Yeah, this one was quite eloquent for a one-star review. Yeah, no, that's um, well done, mate. As long as it would take a five-year-old to read the corresponding passages backwards in Chinese. Not bad. Okay. There we go. Your last one. Hyenas are now hated for this stupid movie, and lions are not the kings of the beast. It just sucks. It's my least favourite movie of all time. If I was to choose between watching The Lion King and Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, I would choose Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I have no idea why people see in this movie. I would give it negative numbers if I could. Hyenas kill lions! I just hate it! Tigers are kings of the beast, not lions! What film could that be reviewed on? Either this is a one-star review of the Lion King, or this is a five-star review of the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> David, is it the Lion King? It's the Lion King, nineteen ninety-four. That's a hundred points for you, right there. Hooray! <laughs> I love one hundred points. <laughs> At the end of that round, you're on two hundred and ten points, and I'm on ninety points. Whoa! Now, for round eight, we go over to James O'Donoghue. Round eight. <laughs> Hello, David. Now, for once, I have made a final round for <gasps> this. this. I know it's only taken three episodes, once, but you've managed to write we a go. third question. <laughs> and I can think of no one better to read this final round than our good friend Rodney Pump, <laughs> who is here with me right now. Hello, Rodney. I don't gag me. <laughs> oh, hey, Hello. Rodney. That was quite Hello, aggressive. David. <laughs> How are you now? It's me, Rodney Pong, here to save the pictures. I just came off a big franchise. Big, new, exciting stuff. Picture it, David. Sit on your fucking ass for once in your life and picture it. You freak. It's got everything. Explosions, lasers, tragedy, hot, sexy romances. <laughs> We're doing war horse in space. <laughs> it's World War One in space, and the motherfucking horse is gonna kill the Germans in space. But David, <laughs> of course, when you're a big shot Hollywood producer, director, and whatever the fuck I am, you get to know which of the great actors are true blue American patriots, and which of them. A lousy, treacherous, stinking communists. <laughs> so join me as we play Are They Now or Have They Ever Been Members of the Communist Party? <laughs> With Rodney Pump. Sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. For legal reasons, we're not sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> For legal reasons, fuck Raid Shadow Legends.
David Christopher Walken. Is he or is he not a communist? Uh, that is a very good question that I would like to know the answer of anyway. Um, he seems like an interesting fella. I think Christopher Walken... You think communism's interesting, <laughs> do you? <laughs> you know, I don't hang around all the time with Nish Kumar, but I find it interesting... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say yes, Christopher Walken was a communist. No, of course not. He is a Nancy Sinatra obsessed cobbler. <laughs> In fact, I went to his little workshop once and I said, Chrissy, give me your fucking shoes. And you know what he said to me? He said, no, I'm not going to give you my shoes. For you see, they were not made by my fair hand. I said, Chrissy, what do you mean? He said, Rodney, you know what I mean? These boots were made for walking. <laughs> what a dime. <laughs> what a dime. I hear he was murdered recently by a theatre critic. <laughs> Terrible shame. <laughs> Well, give me the next one, please, Rodney. David, for <laughs> 50 points. David Cross, is he a communist? Comedian and actor David Cross from Arrested Development and Stand Up. He has one of my favourite... And the Chipmunks movies. He is in the Chipmunks movies as well. I'm going to say that he is not a communist. David, I tell you what, he isn't. He isn't cross about capitalism. That's right, he is not a communist. <laughs> so I well get 50 done. points. You get 50 points. A woohoo! David, Stanley Tucci, is he a communist? Now, Stanley Tucci, I always get confused with the other guy that looks just like him. Mark... Strong. Mark Strong and Stanley Tucci look like the same person. So I am going to remember that Stanley Tucci was in... Uh, I'm just going to go look at one-star reviews on his, of his on IMDb. <laughs> um, what was he? He's in the Hunger Games trilogy. That's probably got some one-star reviews. He is in the Hunger Games trilogy. All from me, because they were left-wing propaganda. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say that Stanley Tucci is a communist. That's right, David. He's a communist. <laughs> you know, the last project he was in, it was a rom-com. You know what rom-com stands for? Romanian communism. I you going to say it for Romanist communist. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll laugh in character instead. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Don't lift the veil yet. <laughs> David, Ben Affleck, is he a communist? Uh, ben Affleck, he seems tired. He tried to be Batman. He was quite good as Batman, I've heard. And then, because I haven't watched any of those films, 
and then uh what's the matter with you you don't want to see two of the beefiest looking men you've ever seen having a scrap this equivalent of two dads drunk outside of Weatherspoons. <laughs> I don't know what Weatherspoons is. <laughs> he just laughed a burp out of me. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that secret. Ben Affleck is a communist. That's correct, David. He's chasing Amy straight to Moscow. Uh, David. Yes. For 50 points, yeah. is Natalie Cassidy a communist? For another 50 points, can you tell me who. Na- no fucking Googling, you piece of shit. <laughs> can you tell me who Natalie Cassidy is? Natalie Cassidy is uh, obviously um, uh, Sonia from uh, EastEnders. That's correct. So that's 50 points already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is she a communist? She, one of my favourite bits of any soap ever is her partner who, or ex-partner, having a go at her, being like, first you did this, then you did this, then you tried to be a lesbian, then you tried to do, and basically listing off all of the things that she's done whilst he's attempted to have a relationship with her, which in reality would seem quite interesting because it's like, here's a list of all the things you've done, which makes you kind of mentally unhinged. But all it is, is him reading off like, we need something for Sonia to do this week in EastEnders. Truly, if Dickens was still alive, he'd be writing for that show. (laughs) I'm going to say that Natalie Cassidy is not a communist. That's correct, David. Natalie Cassidy is not a communist. In fact, the Queen Thick operates as part of a free market economy. <laughs> so, David, at the end of that round, you've got 340 points. 340, blaze it! Woohoo! <laughs> Thanks very much. Bye bye. Or, as we say in the film industry, bye bye, girl. <laughs> That was unpleasant. (laughs) Uh, How are you feeling after being gagged by a hip Hollywood director? My throat hurts and I had a gig tonight in St. Albans. (gasps) Hometown of Enter Shikari, who might be number one this week. Hello, David. Hello, James. It's me. Donald J. Trump, the 45th president, probably 47th. People are saying it. Everyone's saying it. Everyone's doing a brand new dance. Come on, baby. Do the locomotion. I just wanted to phone it and say that this is maybe the best comedy quiz show maybe ever. People are saying it. Loads of people are saying it, folks. I just wanted to say I think James is a funny fucking Jew. And David, you're my favourite, because I particularly like your sweet little tushy. So I'm just going to leave you now, as we say at Trump Towers, bye-bye. Or as we really say, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Is this enough? At the end of that, James, we have a new winner. It's me! I finally won one! Hey. Yay! 
me, 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 me. I have 340 points and you have 210 points, which means that I get a one-way Megabus ticket to Swindon with £4 spending money. I'm going to go to Greg's. Greg's, 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 Greg's. And you have to eat your dinner upside down for a week. Oh, boy. Luckily, I've not got new carpets. <laughs> no, seriously, this, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> if you have enjoyed the podcast, please follow us uh, and subscribe on whichever platform you're uh, listening to this on. Uh, if you're able to leave a comment, please do or review if it's positive or leave us a one star uh imdb review don't leave us a one star review on anywhere please um please follow us uh our handle is is this enough pod on instagram facebook twitter and tiktok um james where can we find you so if you want to follow me, James O'Donoghue, around on my digital trails, then that's fine. I am at jodonoghue94 on Insta and jamesod1994 on Twitter. Uh, if you really want to follow my much-neglected uh, TikTok account, I am James O Comedy, and I post very little. That's fair. I also post a little bit on TikTok. You can find me on TikTok instagram and facebook at david hall lol you can also find me at, at david hall lol on twitch i stream mondays to fridays from 10 30 a.m uh please send in your scores for this week as well as your audience round answers to is this enough podcasting at gmail.com it's time for the audience round james can you give the audience round answers for last week's question Absolutely. So the audience round answers for last week's questions is... Um, let me find them for you. Uh, what dumb shit did I do for last week? <laughs> oh, yes. So last week we played a game of uh, a town in Kent or a little city gent. Um, the towns in Kent were, of course, Tenderden, High Brooms, Stelling Minis, and Romney, whereas Sir Thomas Sackville was an advisor to King Charles II. Wee! There we go. So the winner for that is Cassandra. And you will get a tiny little something or other sent right at you. <laughs> Do you have this week's audience round questions of course so your audience round question for you playing at home listen carefully nice and easy this week so uh for those of you at home joining us tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time and all our yesterdays have light the ways of fools to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle. Life's but a walking shadow. The poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury, signifying 
nothing. True or false? (laughs) Send your answers in to receive a tiny painting. Please send your answers in. (laughs) <laughs> is this enough podcasting at gmail.com thank you for listening to episode three we'll see you next time thank you for listening goodbye Bye! David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live, they're performing on on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney. Also, you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube, starting with mini-episode 4.